Attended by Simmons. Is this the taker? Hello and welcome back to the Battleborn Raptors podcast. I'm your host as always, Joshua Insamo, here to talk to you guys about your favorite team in the NBA, your Toronto Raptors. Preseason is underway for the Raptors. It is finally that time of year where basketball is on the mend of coming back. And the Raptors got this one started off with a victory over the Utah Jazz as the Raptors win 114-82. Uh, this game, you know, I, I can't lie. To start off, it's always fun to see games um, in the outer parts of Canada, right? Like this game was in Edmonton, uh, Alberta. Rogers Place, the attendance was 17,100 people. Like stuff like this is cool because preseason, you know, if this was in Toronto, it wouldn't be as full of an arena at Scotiabank Arena compared to a regular season game. Uh, so the fact that they're doing this to showcase the Raptors across Canada, this is Canada's team. I love them for doing this. Um, I think this is good for the game as well. I think it grows the game. And, you know, for people that live in, like, let's say Edmonton, for example, this must be such a cool experience once a year where you can go with your family to a, a Raptors game literally in your own backyard compared to, you know, driving to the city of Toronto to watch, um, which is a little bit more of a commitment. And the Raptors certainly showed up in this one. Obviously, Utah Jazz are going to be entering a rebuild this season. Um, you know, credit to Laurie Marquand or Laurie Markkinen, sorry, I said his name wrong. He was good tonight. 20 points, five rebounds, two steals. Um, you know, he's young, 25 years old, um, bit, uh, like tall guy, seven feet. Uh, he was a first-round pick in 2017 by the Timberwolves. So, you know, it's nice to see him kind of showcase his talent here in preseason game number one. But in my opinion, the performer of the night was Chris Boucher. I thought Chris Boucher was – uh, clearly the best player on the court for both sides. 11 points, 10 rebounds, one assist, one steal, and one block. He looked real good. There was a ton of Raptors that looked good. Like, let's be honest, this team is going to be good this season. Uh, let's start with Seattle. Like, one thing I liked was they they played them all, all their stars, no matter what. Uh, limited roles, right? Limited minutes. Like, Van Vliet only saw nine minutes. That's good. You want to see them get kind of warmed up before the regular season kicks off. Uh, but they, they, look, they look sharp already. I'll say that. Uh, Pascal Siakam played 15 minutes, seven points, four rebounds, two assists, one steal, uh, no blocks. Uh, Van Vliet finished with nine minutes, like I said, uh, three points, three rebounds, one assist. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. looked real well as well, playing 18 minutes, nine points, three rebounds, and two assists. Scotty Barnes looked good too, with eight points, five rebounds, and three assists. And OG Ananobi, who has been talked about a lot uh, this offseason and heavily as well in the preseason so far. Uh, he dropped five points, two rebounds, and one assist in 14 minutes of action. Uh, the bench guys look good. Malachi Flynn finished with eight points. Um, Christian Coloco, I thought he looked good tonight. Uh, this is a guy that, you know, it was kind of hard to kind of judge what you're going to see from him so far and this early on in his career. Um, this is a high prospect with a ton of potential. Uh, he's a little bit more of a project, right? Trying to turn him into that next center that you can use here uh, for a championship contender. I think you saw all the signs you wanted to out of him tonight. Finished with seven points, three rebounds, uh, no assists or no blocks. But, you know, he, this is a player that when they drafted him, that I, I was pretty stoked about right away because 
you know, you read and you do your prospect uh, boards and you learn more about the names of who's going to be available around the, where the Raptors were picking. And although, um, you know, I would have preferred um, Andrew Nemhard, I still think that they got some good value here in Coloco. And, you know, my favorite thing about him is, like, you know, I kind of use the word he's more of a project where he is because, you know, the 33rd overall pick, you're not going to be getting that piece that you know you have a safe floor with. You're kind of shooting for upside. And, you know, at 33 overall, I think you got that, right? Um, he shares the same hometown with Pascal Siakam. Uh, he's seven foot one. He's got shot blocking uh, aspect to his game. Averaged 2.8 with Arizona last season. Uh, like I said, he's a bit of an older rookie at 22 years old for just coming out of the draft. But there's still upside there. And that's what I mean. Like that potential at 33 overall, I think they hit a slam dunk here uh, so far. Obviously, you know, it's preseason game one. So you want to control your limits. But I was still, I still think this is a good pick. And I'm excited to see what he can do long term. You know, this is a Raptors team that has such good development staff. We've seen that with undrafted players. We've seen them with drafted players. They seem to always find their hits. Uh, Malachi Flynn, I think if he was on a different team, might show a little bit more promise i think he might need a change of scenery soon but i'm still liking the progress out of him if you remember nick nurse uh this was a quote from him i think it was uh on draft night actually so he's a good shot blocker really good defensive numbers pretty decent pick and roll player and he's got good feet i think he's not without the ability to do some switching and move on the perimeter as well so nick nurse is clearly high on him so am i i think the rafters made a good pick here um you know Coloco also said this to Josh Lewenberg on draft night, being the best version of himself. Um, it's coming off the bench for the Toronto Raptors and giving everything I have. That's good for me. Just embracing the role of the team gives me and being a star uh, role player in my rookie year. He also said his career goals are to be a longtime NBA player, be a really good player in the NBA, a multiple time all-star and have the best career possible. He said he started playing basketball late, so he thinks the sky is the limit for him. I'm going to continue to get better. Uh, Coloco watched the draft with his family in LA. He claimed it was amazing where I'm from. It's only me and Pascal uh, from that city who made it this far. Now making it to the NBA, it's just surreal. I'm going to embrace it and show people that you can achieve anything if you put your work in. Uh, Webster also added that Coloco was in their top 20 uh, or 25 overall in the draft for prospects. So it seems like they uh, were really high on him as well, no matter what. And you wonder if... Andrew Nemhard was still on the board. Uh, where do they go with this? Because, you know, they worked out Andrew Nemhard. I thought that was going to happen. I thought it was going to be the Canadian link up. But unfortunately, uh, the Indiana Pacers stepped in two picks ahead of the Raptors. But I still think they got good value here. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens uh, early on. Obviously, you know, the, the center position here in Toronto is always up for debate. You know, we're talking trades. Uh, are we uh, looking in-house? For the next one uh but i think coloco maybe not this year you're going to see the full results out of him but i think as uh we go along i think by year two or three he could be a potential starter for you for a team that's contending for a playoff spot or contending contending for a championship sorry coloco i think was a good pick uh but moving on you know i think the rest of the team played well in this one you know jackson finished with 10 points two rebounds in 15 minutes uh, Wilson, two, seven points, six rebounds, three assists in 14 minutes. Preston Sachua, that's a guy I'm going to be monitoring a lot this season. How is he going to grow as a player coming into this year? We know he had a good season last season, but I'm still waiting to see that full breakout out of him. Um, you know, we saw some, you know, real signs of 
hope last year. Uh, this year, I think he's going to get even better. He looks like he's getting better in every season so far um, as he's developed in his career. So I think it's pretty obvious he is going to have his best season yet uh, in the NBA. But I'm also curious to see how high is his ceiling. Because I think you either love Achua or you don't. And to me, that doesn't really make sense because I think you know he still projects uh, over the long term as a pretty good NBA player. Next, let, let's talk about that. Let's go here first. You know, this was a move that it was a depth move, but it was definitely talked about a lot more than any ordinary depth move. And that was the addition of Wancho Hernan Gomez. And if you've watched on Netflix, the movie Bo Cruz, uh, yes, this is the actor that played Bo Cruz with Adam Sandler. You know, he, I thought did okay. Um, played 12 minutes, uh, three points, three rebounds, one assist, one for three on field goals. Um, you know, he's 27 years old. This isn't his first shot at the NBA. He's 6'9", 214 pounds. Uh, you know, I think, I, I'm not going to say he's a lock to be a long-term piece. Maybe might not even make it as long as I think a lot of people are projecting. But, you know, it's still cool to see, um, you know, what he can bring to this team. Obviously, we know he has some range of shooting. How is that going to help this Raptors offense? Last year, this was a team that, you know, Coming into the season, we expected them to be a defensive team, right, and win heavily off their defensive side of the basketball. But they produced really well offensively, and a lot of that was through rookie Scotty Barnes, who had a monster season. And if he's going to build off of that, then I think this team is going to be special both ways on both ends of the court. And, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if they do make any additions uh, through trade. Obviously, a guy I'm going to be mentioning in a bit, um, we're going to have, I'm going to have my co-host Ethan and Nick on for the main episode of this trade talk, but I'm going to highlight him because this is the first episode of the regular, the Raptors for the season, not the regular season yet, but, um, you know, all signs look good, but like I said, it's hard to take away stuff from preseason too much because obviously, you know, uh, limited minutes and some of these players are going to be playing with the 905 Raptors, but still promising night, uh, signs from, uh, opening night in Edmonton. And I'm really looking forward to what they can bring on Wednesday against the Boston Celtics. I feel like that's going to be a good game. Um, wonder who's going to play in that one, how much more of a growth we're going to see from Coloco in a second NBA game. Uh, but right now things look good. And Bobby Webster and Masai Ujiri, they know what they're doing. And this team right now, if I had to forecast their season long-term, I think they're going to get into the playoffs. And I, would, I wouldn't I would be surprised they went around or maybe two this season. I think right now, just as roster wage constructed can do that. If they add maybe a bona fide superstar player, uh, like I said, I'm kind of teasing him. I'm going to talk about him in a sec. Maybe this team could get back to the championship aspirations, but right now I still think it's a little too early. But I'm really happy with what this team's been showing me so far, um, not only in preseason game one, but even in training camp, you know, uh, seeing the videos and highlights from Twitter and other social media platforms. This team looks like it has a good vibe to it. They look like they have a lot of range and weapons uh, on offense and defensively. Uh, what are they going to do to bring in new stuff to help this current team? That's still undecided, but right now I think the team constructed pretty well. Now, before we get to the player that I, I you know, that came up in rumors a lot this week, let's talk about Pascal Siakam. And Pascal Siakam, we all know that he got the max right. A little bit of a disappointing season. Really bounced back last year. And now what's going to happen this year? It's been the conversation in the city of Toronto. And I don't think it's too crazy to say, you know, there was a comment him being top five player in the league at the end of the season. And I don't think that's too unrealistic. I think he showed great promise last season. If he could just, you know, smoothen some edges to his games, 
to his game and how he plays, this guy could be a potential superstar. And, you know, I always said like he's not going to be your number one franchise guy, but maybe he's going to be, I think, I think he could be a very good number two. I think it'd be one of the best number twos uh, in the NBA. I think he could be a number one if it was a one, a one B situation. Um, obviously Van Vliet's a great player here as well, but so far that combo, that one, a one, a combo hasn't been, uh, you know, a championship contender level, a duo, but I still think if they were to go get a guy to pair up with Siakam, you're going to see some monster, monster nights from that, that two, those two. And, um, you know, Siakam, if he can just, like I said, just play a simpler game and not try to do too much and just, you know, focus on putting the ball in the net and, um, you know, making the simple plays. And, you know, it's all about reading the defensive coverages too. Sometimes he forces the pass. Um, but Van Vliet, I think, does a good job of setting up the offense and, uh, attacking, you know, the net. And it's going to be interesting to see. Maybe he gets a little bit more physical. Obviously, we know that he's, he looks stronger. He said that he put on some muscle. So, uh, Siakam, I'm intrigued to see how he does uh, in 2022. But I think that this is a big year for him. And, you know, maybe, maybe put a future on uh, him winning NBA MVP. Just maybe, maybe, maybe I might do that. I think he's a good player, and I think he's going to have a huge season. And, Especially if the Raptors go out and trade for Shy Gilgis Alexander, as the name I was hinting at earlier. If the Raptors can go out and get Shy, huh? If the Raptors can go out and get Shy, the price is going to be high. OKC always, always wants futures. Um, you know they've made some major, major trades in the most recent uh, years. Here we look at the Paul George trade. We look at the Russell Westbrook trade. Uh, they've also made some deals for some veterans that they've had. Um, they're not afraid to make moves, but they know how to get their assets. So do I think the Raptors can do it? Of course. Um, do I think they're going to do it? Not so sure. Now, my reasoning behind this is because we know Masai is not afraid to make a trade and to make a statement when he makes a trade. And like He's not afraid to swing with the big guys. But I think he's a little bit hesitant to give up the future stuff and the assets like that. So I don't know if this is a trade that's going to work. I think Shy playing in Toronto and Canada, I think that's good for the game. I think he will. He's a player that will really add to this team. Um, you know, he's he's so dominant when he's on his game. When he's hot and clicking, one of the best players in the league. So, Shy, I, I think that fit here in Toronto would be more than welcomed. Um, now, Sam Presti, like I said, he's a good GM, so he's gonna want back probably a couple first round picks. We've seen those been moved like nothing this summer, like nothing. And that, that kind of scares me when talking about a trade like this. We've seen the package OKC has gotten for, you know, Paul George and Westbrooks. And, you know, you go across the board, Dennis Schroeder, all that stuff. They know how to swing back their stuff. And, you know, Shy, who knows? Like, like there was the report that Shy's kind of sick of rebuild, on being on a rebuilding team or they were wondering that or something. I, I forget the report, so I, I would love to give credit, but I don't remember where I last saw it. So I couldn't jot that down in my notes here. But... Um, you know, do I believe? I don't know because it sounds like OKC starting to come on the cusp, right? Uh, they have some good prospects. Obviously, you know they they had a huge setback this season uh, when their second overall pick uh, was listed as out for the season. That was pretty huge. But this is a team that I don't expect to be contending this year. But they still have a bright window, and I think they're getting close. So, are they willing to give up a guy that they acquired to be that focal point of the offense uh, for the next window? Not so sure, but I am not afraid of uh, Masai Ujiri going out and making trades because he's been reliable. All the trades he's made so far 
have been good. They've worked out. And, you know, last season at the trade deadline, there was a ton of Raptors fans, including myself, that were, you know, wanting them to go out and add more. But he was really cautious and protective of the future. And he didn't really move a ton of future costs. Um, he was very, uh, you know, conservative and very shallow when negotiating for trades. Uh, I think he's waiting for that guy to really hit the market that he's in love with to go and hit uh, with the future costs. So is Shy going to be that guy? Like I said, Shy's kind of in that spot, though, where I don't know if he's quite the number one truly yet for a contending team. He's the number one for sure right now on that Oklahoma City team. But I don't know if he's going to be the guy that would lead a championship contender just yet. I still think we're a couple of years from his game developing to it at that point. Uh, there's no disregarding his talent, though. He's phenomenal when the basketball's in his hands. He's, you know, just a difference maker. And the way he can take people on one-on-one, get through blocks, um, you know, find open holes in uh, the offensive side of the game, he's, he's so fun to watch. And it's a guy I've watched all the time. Uh, you know, OKC is probably my Western Conference team to watch. So, um, you know, Shy is he's an awesome player. And I would love this fit. I think this fit would be perfect here, adding another – a uh, huge weapon on offense. What would the Raptors give up? I don't think you'd give up much NBA talent, but you'd probably give back a lot of futures, like I just said. So um, in terms of adding to your overall team this season, I think this is a productive move. I think this probably gets you into the championship contender talk. Um, doesn't make you the best team in the NBA. Not so sure. Not sure yet. Obviously, this team does have the potential to be with the way they play on offense and how we expect their defense to show up too. So this team, if they make a trade like that, I don't think it's too unrealistic to go back into championship aspirations. I think they they are a real contender to at least get to the third round at that point. Um, you know, this is a team that I expect to do good things this season, no matter what, uh, regardless of trading for shy. But whatever they do, I fully trust their management. They've been arguably the most reliable management in all of Toronto sports, including Toronto FC and the Toronto Argonauts. Although uh, Pinball Clemens has done a great job with uh, the double blue, Masai Ujiri and Bobby Webster, they, they know how to run this franchise. So, you know, this decision is obviously not going to be made up by the fans or by me, myself, um, on this podcast. But I'm excited to see what they do, man. I'm excited to see what they do. I think this team's going to have a real nice season. I cannot wait. Uh, good thing they play again tomorrow against the Boston Celtics. I'll be back with you guys later on in the week to talk more basketball and more about your Toronto Raptors. Thank you guys for listening to the Battleborn Raptors podcast. Obviously, uh, some notes here before we just wrap up. This is a show we didn't really have a ton of production with last season. Uh, this year, we're going to be heavily more involved. I've added two new co-hosts, uh, Nick Velacci, who does the Jays at Battleborn Fan Talk, and Ethan Dubes, producer Ethan, is also going to come on the show and help out. Uh, we're really focused on adding to our Raptors coverage. We want to be um, you know, better in terms of a media outlet to the NBA in terms of Raptors fans too. Uh, we think they deserve it. This team is extremely fun to watch. Um, you know, They're the last team to win a real trophy in Toronto. So uh, we got to give them some love. And we're really devoted to uh, turning our coverage on the Raptors around completely. A full 180 uh, we're going to try and get some visuals out as well. We're really going to push for the Raptors this season, and uh, we're going to put them in that echelon with the Maple Leafs and the Blue Jays as our content-heavy uh, distributors. Uh, I'm really looking forward to working with Nick and producer Ethan. I think you guys are going to love them. Those are both huge Raptors fans. They know a lot about the team, a lot about the franchise. Uh, Dubes, um, he's very into players 
of the currents, like the Gary Trents and stuff like that, where Veloch gives us a little bit of more knowledge on the college side of things, you know, the up and coming kind of young players and stuff like that, the more in-depth stuff. Uh, so I think that combo is going to be awesome and I can't wait to work with them and, you know, Dubes, if you follow him on Twitter, producer Ethan, that's his nickname, Dubes. Um, Dubes loves Gary Trent Jr. And he's been one, you know, I was talking to him this morning. We were talking about, you know, how do we project this Raptors team to do long term? And he said, Gary Trent Jr. is going to be one heck of a player this season. And he says, after what he showed us last year, don't be surprised. He becomes a headliner throughout the whole NBA season. I think that's where we can wrap it up here and leave it off for this episode since it is the first one of the Battleborn Raptors podcast for the second season. Uh, we hope you guys come back to the next episode and we can't wait to talk more Raptors basketball here from Battleborn Fan Talk. Hi, where are you from? Canada. Everybody on the left. Everybody on the right. In the front and in the back. Let them know where you from. Reppin' everywhere I go. Everybody from the cold. This is where we call it home. Chester Lee, Rexdale, let the fire burn. John Garland, Flemmo, stand up. If you're from Toronto, let me see you put a hand up. Born alone, die alone, but I never on my own. No watch.